this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 145. This is part of the series, Live Conversations with Dead People. And because of the Chinese New Year, Happy New Year to all, uh, our guest today is Bruce Lee. And as you know, if you're new to me, it's not that I channel Bruce Lee or anything like that. Uh, but what I do is go into the same consciousness that Bruce Lee tapped into so we get to understand the deeper meanings of his purpose in life, some of the messages uh, that he might say to us if he was still around, uh, some of his life teachings, what they really meant. So we get to understand that consciousness and anybody who would be interested in that consciousness, they can go to his level and then beyond. So that's the purpose. Uh, again, I want to emphasize that I don't channel uh, or anything of that nature. Uh, it's more of a coming into or vibrating at the same level of consciousness. So with that in mind, let's uh, just give me a second or two. We'll pull in that consciousness of Bruce Lee. And we've got uh, a lot of interesting questions about Bruce. And if you'd like, you can go ahead and get into a comfortable state, see if I can bring in that same, say, consciousness in and around you. And as a note, uh, again, we get a lot of new people, whether you believe me or not, it doesn't matter, just give it a try. Right? Uh, you can put your uh, reasoning or belief systems on hold. Give it a try and see if it works. If it doesn't, you can go back to your belief system. And if it does, it's got a better belief system. Uh, so taking a deep breath in, noticing where you are in the space around you, noticing you in your space. And I do suggest not driving if you are listening to this, pull over, breath in again, hmm. connecting to the mastermind, in case the mastermind would be the consciousness of, uh, or the same consciousness that, uh, Bruce Lee would have tapped into. As a note, everybody has a consciousness that you tap into to exist here. That's your mainframe or your global settings. And then you add your own, say, flavor, spice of life to it. And then in breath and again, asking ourselves, <clears throat> how do I connect to pure source even stronger? And then also the consciousness of and as always, it's always an honor or a pleasure <clears throat> to come into uh, a level of consciousness that uh, many great individuals have, say, aspired to or opened up. That's one thing to note. It's not exactly the person, you know, that we're honoring or aspiring to, although in today's society, uh, you know, we just look at, say, the physicalness uh, of a person. But to really admire that individual and then to hone their consciousness, and this is how, you know, we all help each other ascend. Um, we we start to look beyond the physicalness of a person or their successes, even if it's come from, say, a negative status or a dark feature. And then we can use it. One, if it does come from a dark feature, we can turn it into, say, the opposite, because... Again, this is a space of duality, so you create the same frequencies, but from the opposite side. Simple as that. That's why we can learn from any aspect of 
any situation. So does it help you bring in that consciousness? What Bruce Lee tapped into? And then welcoming Bruce Lee. So this would be Bruce Lee's consciousness derived from a higher consciousness that he tapped into. So his recipe that he created of his life. And then the higher consciousness that is the global setting. So welcome. got a lot to say, very happy, hmm. and we just have to say get in tune with him. Sometimes when we tap in to people, <clears throat> uh, they get really, really excited and they, well, they just keep talking. Very nice. Hold on. There we go. So as I see him, very brilliant. Uh, and he's still, say, trying to, say, resolve some of the life issues or some of the human type issues, uh, humanities issues uh, that he saw, that he tried to resolve while he was on Earth. So let's help him understand that from a higher perspective. Because it's really hard to create or solve a problem if you're, say, at the same level. Uh, some of you might, well, that doesn't make sense for some of you because he's crossed over. Uh, but what happens is that, yes, he's awakened, but then what happens is that we drop down to a certain level to, say, help resolve that that level but by the way which is a general pattern for him which is a general pattern for a lot of like warrior types is that they have a higher understanding of the consciousness they have a higher understanding of uh humanity what it's all about but then what do we do? And that's why they're warrior types. They come in and, you know, push their way through or bulldoze their way through, you know, just knocking down uh, basically the infrastructure or the consciousness at a physical level. These are some of the questions, and I might not get through all of them, that uh, we got uh, from you all. And I haven't seen the questions before. wanted to keep it as fresh as possible. Kind of keep it raw. So if I jump all over the place, you know, I haven't rehearsed uh, in any way. It was just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's the first time I've actually met, say, Bruce Lee in, um, I would say, a physical form. It's just that his reflection of his body isn't here. So. So the first question with the Chinese New Year, so it's the 
appropriate to open up in that. Uh, on this new 2019 New Year's for Chinese, how does Bruce, uh, Bruce Lee, a dragon sign, look upon the current year of the pig and upon all the non-mythical earth creatures of the Chinese zodiac? Um, he really didn't believe in the zodiac, but he did. He didn't believe it, and he wasn't uh, against it. Um, for for Bruce Lee, and that kind of goes into one of his, you know, most famous sayings. That, and again, that's not me saying it. It's uh, I'm just reiterating what he's saying. Is at the time he didn't think it was so famous, but now as he looks, you know, above it all. Uh, it's gotten very famous, and a lot of people, he's telling me, he's not understanding that, but we'll get to that uh, later on to enter, come back to this question. Bruce, um, I have to kind of guide him or direct him back. By the way, that's the way I work as well, so sometimes people go, I'm all over the place. Well, because we see so many facets at one time, because it's a non-space-time. Um, so coming back to the, to the zodiac signs, uh, the way Bruce was, or the way I am, the, the way I, I see the zodiac, or anything else in life, uh, it's it's a tool that allows us to enhance. And many individuals use the zodiac sign uh, not to enhance themselves, although well, this is this is guiding us, uh, and it's yes, it is guiding you. But many people use it as a crutch. Uh, they think that they're the year of the pig, uh, and then that's all they are. But they're not. So take every advantage. So, and even if you do believe that you are, say, a, a pig or uh, a horse or a, a whatever else, <clears throat> a dragon sign, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the point is that you can expand uh, again, be like water, be very uh, dynamic, and morph into any situation that best fits you and best suits you at the moment. So, and that's really the key. So, whether it's a zodiac sign, whether it's uh, I don't know, financial uh, dogmas uh, or laws that we abide by, it doesn't matter. Uh, is there truth in the zodiac? Uh, yes. So, there is truth in the zodiac. Um, so, the zodiac, from his perspective and from EI's, it's pretty much the same perspective is an integration between planetary systems and a human form, but then it's integration of aliens as well. So if you think about it, you know, there's certain planetary systems um, and it's kind of confusing, so just give me a second. Oh, I get it. So Earth has been created <clears throat> and it goes way back, so I'm not going to get into all the details. So Earth has been created with, uh, I guess, all the you know debris and so on, like of many planetary systems, suns, and so on, like that. Right? So within that thought process, we're a culmination of a lot of other, say, knowledge bases. Uh, some out of the time space zone, so we operate in a 24-hour say cycle here. Uh, some of those uh, beyond our realm. So, with that being said, uh, we as human species uh, become well, children of the solar system rather than just of this reality. So, along with that is that we would have inherent, say, traits of, say, certain planetary systems, or we would resonate with certain planetary systems. Now, some of us think that, um, you know, we came from a certain planet or a certain galaxy and so on like that. And it could be true, but probably not necessarily from what Bruce is telling me. It's just that, you know, if you were born in China, right, uh, or, I'm sorry, say you're Chinese, your parents were Chinese, they lived in the U.S., you would still have planetary uh, uh, patterns of being Chinese, right? although you're U.S. born. Same thing here. So. so, again, it's very similar patterns of 
not say of a family member or something like that, but uh, of, 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 of the frequencies or the materials that create say Earth here. So, so in that sense, the zodiac is accurate. Uh, moving on, thank you. Really, uh, say settled in. Really nice, super, super nice, sweet guy. Uh, Bruce was known to be an absolute fanatic of physical fitness and philosophy. Would he consider his interest in the physical body contributed to his spiritual insights? Uh, he's saying absolutely. Uh, if so, what's the connection? Think of similarities between your interest, and that would be mine personally, in exponential intelligence and Sajati fit. Yes. Um, so, <clears throat> what happens is, is that as you ascend to a higher space, and many of you are feeling that way as you've, uh, you know, ascended uh, or vibrated stronger, is that that what happens is that you get to see the beauty, uh, and I don't want to use the word temple, because it's, it's misconceived, uh, but you get to see the beauty and the intricate detail of who you are and how you're made from an outside perspective. So you get to see it from a grander you. So when, say, Bruce, when he's, he's actually, say, transcending the physical form, but then reuniting you with it, and then as you reunite with it, your body becomes a playground. You get to see what you can do, what you can transcend, what your abilities are, what you can manifest, what you can create. In order to do that properly, well, physical fitness, in his case, you know, understanding that physical fitness, you know, created a success for him, which is absolutely perfect. So he did he didn't do it just because it was say a success mechanism. Like I'm gonna get into acting, I'm gonna do you know, this type of scenario, uh, you know, martial arts, and then I'll make money. Nothing like that at all. He's literally just playing with the abundance, and then, well, it has to reflect abundance. So, just like many of you are starting to see your body from a very different perspective, and it's very precious. And, you know, the word fanatic, <clears throat> sometimes people who are, say, fitness fanatics is because they come from an insecure space and they have to keep their body in tune to stay connected with it. Uh, Bruce and I do not resonate like that. We're so intrigued by the mechanisms of the body. If you can understand your body, okay? Uh, the innate capacity that it has, the potential that it has, the exponential potential that it has. Um, there's no boredom, by the way. Just everything is uh, is in awe. So. Bruce was ahead of his time as one of the first mainstream MMA enthusiasts. What lessons can we take away from uh, mixing arts and culture of any form into our daily lives? Yes. So, uh, Bruce, he, he says, you know, go back to the last question. Because <clears throat> when you start to understand your physical body, in the way that you know, he and I do, anything that you do, whether you know it's a painting or whether it's um, you know designing a beautiful building or creating you know uh, fantastic children and raising them properly, it becomes a fine art. You do it from uh, a very professional, say, perspective or a very high-level perspective. In this, in his case, it was MMA. Uh, the beauty about MMA, he says, is that you get to hone the integration of 
of your soul, which I would call your spirit, um, right? Yeah, your spirit, your physical form, and uh, your your brain. So bringing them into such alignment or purity. Uh, and when you get into, say, such an alignment or purity or everything is in the zone, it's such a euphoric state. Uh, it's a flow. It's an interesting question as we move on. Who would have won between Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali in a street fighter in the ring? Uh, he's really laughing about that. Uh, and without a doubt, he said he would win. So. Yeah. Um, they say that Muhammad Ali is just so big and and slow right compared to him he, he wouldn't even know what hit him so, um that's yeah it's pretty funny actually saying by the time he would get say one punch in he would uh, like walk circles around him and so. but he does honor what Muhammad Ali uh, did, so, but doesn't really compare. And the difference is, is that uh, Muhammad Ali came through a physical existence of his talents and art. Okay. Uh, obviously, there's an integration of his higher self, but Bruce Lee came from uh, again <clears throat> his higher self through through the existence of physical form. Muhammad Ali, he ramps himself up to get into that zone, but he can't do whatever it takes to, say, just exist in it, where Bruce Lee would just exist in that space. As much as I do, I just exist in that space. I don't have to, say, psych myself up and all that stuff. Same thing with Bruce. Uh, you just exist in that realm. Uh, Sometimes existing in that realm and not understanding it uh, you get really sometimes get distorted or out of kilter, especially around people, around loved ones, or around people that you think they care about you. And we uh, hope there might be some questions later on on that, but maybe that's where some of the issues that he had uh, comes about. So uh, we'll move on. If it's not in the questions, uh, we'll talk about that. Sounds fair, Bruce? Yeah. Moving on, <clears throat> uh, in the end, Bruce claimed to had regretted to have named his style of martial arts uh, Jet Kun, uh, Jet Kundo, uh, way of the intercepting fist. Like the word God, names or titles tend to draw false interpretations and limiting definitions that cloud the original intent of any creation. True. How would Bruce advise on keeping any creation pure? be it exponential intelligence, significant success, metamorphosis, etc. Yes, very good point. That's why um, I don't have a dogma, I don't have a practice, I don't have a standard. Same thing with um, Bruce Lee. The reason why say he regretted it is, well, there's a couple, one, two, three, he's telling me three reasons. Is one, uh <clears throat> Well, the way of the intercepting fist. So what that means is that you're always fighting against something. Right? You're always trying to push, say, purity or your strength from a protective space. Uh, and as he ascended higher, especially at his, uh, I guess, at, at the higher ages, and he wasn't that old, obviously, He started to realize that it's not an intercepting fist. Because once you align yourself with uh, the powers that are around you, right, focusing that, uh, there's no interception. 
you're not fighting against anything. You just are. Uh, and that force would just wash through. If you've ever seen, you're showing me like an avalanche that comes through, there's really no interception. There's really nothing that blocks that, or a wave, or, um, well, if you're showing me a bomb, if you've ever seen, you know, one of those bigger bombs, you know how they, <clears throat> they drop and then the, the, the wave goes right through, nothing literally is there to intercept it. It just blows over everything, just consumes everything. So, and so that's one or two of the points. Uh, two, intercepting would be always like having to fight for your stance, right? Like the underdog and so on like that. So in the beginning, he says he's uh, he was the underdog, right? Fighting for that. But then as he, and this is where probably the trouble got to be, because you're an underdog, you have higher powers, so to speak, that would control you, right? Or, or condemn you or control the masses. That's why you're the underdog. You're strong uh, and you're fighting against this. But then as you get stronger and stronger, and then stronger to the point that your awareness becomes so keen, and it's not just Bruce Lee, it's other individuals who have awakened to this level. Well, those higher powers, what do they do? they understand that you're uh, beyond them. No matter what they do, you're beyond them at a higher consciousness level. Yes, they might have more physical powers and you know more ammunition, more money, whatever it is, but the consciousness level resonates much, much higher. Hence, if you've noticed through world history, which is really sad, those truth seekers that come out, what happens to them? They get, well, they're not here uh, for very long so hopefully we can change that consciousness and that's what's happening in this paradigm right uh, so that's one two three so coming from the underdog where you're fighting against right? uh, or interception uh, this is just like pure straight power where there's no interception there's nothing uh, that can compare with that. So, so if you walked into the room, for example, he would just say, "Dominate the room," even if nobody knew who he was. Yeah. Uh, it didn't matter on title or anything like that. And that's where what that's where true power comes. You know, a lot of these executives and so on, and he's just making fun at some of the executives and things like that. It's like, who's this scrawny little kid? You know, for those people who didn't know him, and then. Later on, they understood how, how much power that you have. Uh, it's kind of a joke, uh, I guess, between him and I. The, we're executives, or even, I'd say, Trump. You know, they have to wear that red tie. It's a power tie, right, to show a power or to be, um, you know, subliminally. You know, you're more powerful if you wear this power tie or you wear the color red. You, you don't need any of that. You just are. You're just a force in itself. And that's all you are. You could, so. For those people who do that stuff, uh, I guess that's fine. Uh, but your internal power, there is no internal power, actually. Or it's very limited power, or it's just a worldly power. Uh, but for Bruce, it goes way beyond that. Mm. Uh, Bruce tackled racism and, and ethnicism. Uh, through his films and in the Hollywood industry, uh, how did he transcend these barriers to, uh, to become a global icon? So this happens quite a bit, uh, actually. Um, so through Bruce's eyes is, you know, when you transcend to a level, you don't see yourself, you know, as a certain race or a certain ethnicity. You just see yourself as human. So you even transcend the barrier of you know being a man or a woman, but then you come back and you acknowledge and you embrace that you're a man or a woman or you know a certain color or a certain race, uh, ethnicity and so on. And it's pure. You really get to embrace that. So you get to see the beauty of all, right? Most individuals, uh, and again, this is what he's saying, is that um, they have this facade over them, and it's all fake. He's just saying it's all fake. 
right, we should all be together, we should all have the same rights and stuff, but then uh, it's it's a facade. So in his movies, that's what he was portraying. Um, and then unfortunately what happens is that, I guess that was the key for him. Let's see if I can clarify it. So he's saying it's all good, it's all respectable. Um, but then it gets to a point that that it becomes threatening. So even the Hollywood types, right? You create these movies, yes, it's a do-good film, right? You try to create equality. And that's what a lot of people, yes, it's like, hey, you know, the government goes, yeah, we got to create equality. Um, you know, everybody talks about that. Your parents talk about that. I don't know why he says parents. Yeah, yeah, parents. Yes, yeah, parents, uh, oh, he probably met a lot of people. You know, they or in the certain genres or in certain you know groups that he hung out with. You know, they talk about the equality; it's all nice and stuff. Uh, but then it's like, hey, let's go do something about it, right? And people go, yeah, that's that's great. But then they don't put their money where their mouth is, or they don't take the right actions, or they get to a certain level. But then, since they really don't believe it. They don't go through with it, and then you transcend that, and this then they start to hate you or go, "Wow, that's too much power for you know the blacks or the Chinese or whoever right that can happen, so you can only go to a certain level, so is that say true uh clarity or you know true equality right uh, yes, we should have equality for you saying the blacks or the Chinese or uh, red Indians. I don't know if you had yeah, Indians. Yeah, both. He's saying both India and Indians, right? They should have a certain level of quality, but they can't go beyond. Uh, and that's what he was doing. He was trying to push that beyond. And then uh, I think a lot of filmmakers and and people who hung out, or even you know people in the government political system, it's like, you know, you can't do that. We just don't go there. Right, so, and that's where a lot of the trouble started to come up for him. It's interesting concept. Never thought of it. Thanks, Bruce. Now that I think about it, it's pretty sad. It's literally about when you break that barrier, he's telling me, when you break that barrier, you you free the masses. Um, and people who are in control, whether they were Hollywood people, political people, science people, Science, um, science people, or intelligent types, he says. Um, they don't want that. He says it still exists today. Totally agree with him. It's all a facade. And he says, wealthy, rich people, it's all a facade, you know, doing good, uh, philanthropy, things like that, as you're looking down on people. And again, he's most, most, he's saying most. And then the poor people, seeing the same thing. Uh, just the opposite. Yeah. Thinking that they are denied something, and nothing is denying you, or being denied by you, you just exist in that realm that denies you. So, so it's not. And that's where, you know, um, the lower level frequencies, whether you're wealthy or uh, um, abundant or lucky, you have to transcend above all that to create equality.
um, and he's telling me that he really hated all ethnicities or races. It's not that he hated it. Um, I, I understand completely. So let me just put it in a correct way. Because when you think you are of some club, right, or color, uh, you limit yourself right there. That's why. And it's a vicious cycle, he's saying. It just repeats itself. So you think you are a certain way. People treat you that certain way. And then you you fight against them. They fight against you. And that, that's where he says it's a, it's a vicious cycle. A tiger chasing after its tail. So where do you go? Nowhere. <sighs> Which is very different than, I, I guess, most people who try to fight you know, racial inequalities. Right, because most people, it's like, we're us, and then we have to fight against everybody. Kind of like the Me Too movement, and that's my perspective on it. Right? Yeah. Bruce Lee moves was known for being too fast for frame capture, forcing him to slow his physical speed down for that time of film. Was this a pivotal point in history, a ripple effect to cause evolution in film technology? Uh, and what did Bruce have within him that allowed s such superhuman speed and strength other than physical fitness? Yes. So when you're in the higher realms and when you start to see uh, yourself from spirit format, right? your spirit identity going through, existing, playing with the physicalness. Right? You can push the physical uh, body way beyond its capacity. Yeah, this is where, uh, I forgot his name, but uh, the guy that you know jogs on ice, or um, I forgot his name, sorry. Um, or people can do amazing things to the human body, or with the human body, but not get affected like normal human. You know? um, and at that level, you can capture like patterns of, say, a, a fast twitch from, gosh, uh, an animal type, right? Because there's animals that have fantastic speeds, right? Muscle speeds, twitches, and so on like that. So it's almost like that. It's like he, uh, he used to study not quite sure, but lizard type. Yeah, lizard type things. It's like, how do they do that so fast? Lizard, yeah. Or alligator type. Whatever. Is it alligator? Yeah, alligators, lizards, you know, the, that genre. Uh, and it's like, well, how do they move so fast? So as he said it higher, and he started out. Actually, when he was a young boy, he wasn't in the world. He used to study the world. So he's telling me. As a very young boy. So he's always looking through this reality from, uh, again, uh, um, your true self, your higher, your, well, your spirit, and studying. So he's a studier of his moves from, gosh, when he was a young kid, he's telling me. Very inquisitive. It's almost like trying on a spacesuit, right? You get to be very inquisitive. You get to try it out. So that's what he did. That's what he understood, even as a young child. Uh, and that's thanks to his father. Uh, Linda, Bruce's widow, claimed that the Kung Fu TV series was an idea stolen from Bruce. Uh, by the Warner Brothers Film Studio <clears throat> after his death. Uh, Warner Brothers denied this and claimed it was a coincidence. Uh, was it a coincidence, or 
did Bruce help influence the birth and creation of Kung Fu in spirit? Uh, if not, um, had he had no influence, how does Bruce feel about this? Um, so what is he saying that? He did start to talk about, and maybe it wasn't Warner Brothers, but another um, studio, it could be, there was a couple studios involved about, say, a series similar to that. It, it went a little more extensive. This would be the watered-down version of his idea because he's saying that they didn't have the creative to do it right. So, again, a very watered-down version of what he, say, had proposed. So that answered the question for you. So it wasn't, say, necessarily coincidence. Uh, what what would Bruce say about the racial movements today in American films, such as Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians? He's um, not impressed because it just pushes the stereotype, you know, that you know a certain race or a certain ethnicity is. Is special and there's nothing wrong with being special but if you look at say just a specific race uh, it's like we're important too right uh, it allows you to be say separated so the importance is to understand that you, that you're important too without the ethnicity or the color Once we start to understand that, you get to embrace whatever color. Uh, or ethnicity that you are. Uh, and he's got a lot more to say, but uh, in a nutshell. Uh, he really does hate a lot of the movements. That have that he's seen throughout throughout the ages, uh, and it, it hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, in fact, a lot of the movements that have they been started um, almost prop, prop, propaganda, really. It just creates more turmoil uh, in today's society. Um, it creates more propaganda. And that propaganda is creating more turmoil, which puts people against each other, not uniting each other. So, yeah, so the powers to be, when people are divided, powers to be can control. Whether it's in a political system, you know, government, uh, or uh, a club or family structure. And again, he says so much. I'm just pulling it down. Uh. Hmm. Uh, does Bruce now have a deeper understanding of his famous phrase, be like water? If so, uh, how does it compare now to when he first vocalized it in physical life? Um, he's saying it's very quite, it's very similar, uh, but just at a different level. So just understanding it at much much deeper level, and obviously at the level that he's at, he can say transform into any state. So he can actually say transform into water effortlessly, or into an animal, or anything. Um, but you can, or I can, but. I don't need to, because you just are all those aspects. So very similar to water, saying the intelligence of the water. Has all aspects, but it prefers just being, say, water. 
So that's the difference. The important thing about that phrase is that people think that they're flexible, but they're only flexible on the surface. They're still the same individual on the internal, on the inside. Uh, you cannot be that. Otherwise, you don't understand the meaning. You have to be the same inside. You have to be first internal and be like water, and then it's an outward expression. So, however, most people try to control being like water from an outside expression, hence negating what uh, the phrase means. Most people cannot get to the point where they can, say, unite themselves into their higher purpose or into their higher state. Some Chinese word that I can't pronounce, sorry. Uh, um, sorry, guys. Uh, there's no English translation, right? Quinja, and then the dialects or whatever, how they say it might so so different, so. Moving on, uh, we know unfortunately that Bruce died at a very early age, and his son Brandon as well, uh, to a brain edema and took painkillers like so many celebrities. Uh, was this due to a spiritual lack or similar incident of selling out one's soul? Perhaps he was based uh, too much in the head uh, and in his thoughts, hence the headaches uh, while alive and not surrounding enough to a higher power is evolution. Um, not necessarily, but what happens is that, and this is my perspective, just reading Bruce on, could have helped him, is that, um, you know, you become so brilliant, but then you're an island of your own, and then everybody should see, and, and it's a mixing of us, uh, everybody should see what I see, but then they don't. So you, that loneliness or disconnect from humanity of those of those that you are uh, does not exist so you become a void and as you become a void um, although you get to see the grandness and the beauty and so on there's so many forces that say that push upon you although you you become more and more of a void hence you would have to take things to keep yourself intact or in line because of the ferociousness of humanity that's out there is very, well, I guess, very vicious. Um, and you, and once you get to a certain level, you can see that ferociousness, especially at the situation or, uh, yeah, the situation that I was in where everybody is in for fame and power and so on, and there's nothing of value. So you you try to retreat, but you cannot retreat, and then it disturbs you, distorts you, because well, you're trying to find equality in a world that equality or equilibrium does not exist. And maybe at the time, now the world is more awakened, so to speak. Or, or in that inequality in itself, understanding that it is not of equal. Um, yeah. And then along with that, uh, 
it just seems like he had people that was not of his best interest for him that mm, they depended on him uh, but then sold out so by other people which started uh, getting him addicted to you know, certain medications and so on at first it was like hey try this uh, and then more and more and more yeah. or even saying that it was a certain medication or something but then it turned out to be you know addictive type substances so. uh, So you, yeah, so he's as he's looking back, you know, certain friends that you think are the nearest and dearest, or certain uh, he wouldn't consider them friends anymore, confidants or whatever. Uh, from my perspective, kind of, if you looked at the um, the Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, right? He trusted that one guy and just total. Same thing here. He had a, uh, two or three people like that around him. Uh, so. uh, he's telling me more, but um, I don't have to get into the personal details of that. So even individuals who become of a highly uh, sending spiritual, you know, if there is no, uh, there is no support, let's say, well, you start to destroy yourself because it sounds kind of strange. Especially maybe in the Hollywood scenario and so on like that, right? Um, uh, was there of a dark source uh, in his family lineage? There would have been dark source. Uh, his father knew about it, so he his father like would have clipped it around, so protected the kids from that space. Although. Yeah, so his father would have say ended that contract for the family. So he was aware of you know sources and so on like that, and that's why he never sold out. So, uh, was he of the dark source? No. Uh, no, he was nice. He was clean. So he had cleansed the family lineage of that. So. Uh, how does Bruce? Uh, feel about the current Bruce Lee brand uh, run by his daughter Sh um, Shannon today um, it just seems like there's an emptiness uh, within the organization that he says um, and it's probably because when there's an emptiness uh, he says in his daughter uh, of that not being with his uh, her father, so so that pattern runs in in into the brand. You know, she has to, and this is a message to his daughter. She has to really embrace who I was. Again, that's Bruce, uh, and not. Embrace who I was, but I who I still am. So we have to let go of the physicalness of this reality and know that I still exist all the time. Uh, once you can understand that, you can embrace yourself and feel connected or yeah, connected and understand me at a higher level, which will bring you pleasure and happiness. And then that void, that emptiness that you see in your heart, 
Because that's what you really want, my dear. So. And then the brand will say, um, enlighten people. Uh, now you pick the brand and you miss me. You miss Bruce Lee. The, it's like, it could have been, or what if, if he was still alive. So there's that disconnect. Uh, but if you bring that into, again, heal yourself, dear, that flourishes into the brand. So when people, they purchase that brand, the Bruce Lee brand, so on, um, they become enlightened. They become invigorated with, say, my consciousness. Uh, Bruce clearly left a legacy on many levels internationally, but was <clears throat> there one or two key messages he wanted to share? Uh, well, he was very displeased with his legacy that he left behind. Not because it wasn't a good legacy, but it was only mm, scratching the surface of what could have been there. He he was really ready to go into that next layer, and hence maybe that's why uh, he died. They killed me, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Um, because as say, I would have gone into the next level, there would have been say no stopping me. So you just what do you do? You you cut it off before you know that dra uh, dragon or uh, gain strength. Because at that at that level, nobody can stop you. So it's not that he's displeased with, but it was only, uh, again, a surface or a fraction or a scratch of what he knew or what he was capable of. So, And then most people who run from this legacy understand it from a surface level, but if he would have, and again, that's why he perished uh, at the age that he did, because as he, say, ascended to a higher level, he could have instilled people, much like what I do thinks. Um, so he could have instilled people with the beauty and grace of his level, which allows people to tr transform or shift. Quite beautiful. Uh, what does Bruce Lee have to say about the darkness and light of Chinese culture? Um, well, just like any other culture, uh, it's really lost its roots. Uh, there's a lot of purity uh, in any culture, in any human being. Mm, but why, why focus on the culture? Uh, why not focus on you? Uh, if you can focus on you, uh, you become a blessed light or a brilliant light to your culture. Uh, so do not go in reverse. Uh, message to his family. Uh, do not exist in my shadows. Um, it's the same as I talk to my daughter um, <clears throat> do not run that legacy from uh, a space of emptiness or incompleteness uh, but follow my work forward or fo yeah, follow my work forward do not live for my work because it draws humanity or it draws uh, people backwards and that is the opposite of what I want to have done in the world or my purpose of the world. So embrace me as I am, or as I was, because I still am even at higher levels today. If you can embrace that, and you'll embrace me and understand me at a deep level outside of being your father or your husband or a friend, and then you can continue my work, and that's what would please me the most. Uh, does he want to come back? 
not necessarily right now. Because right now, people are awakening. He's tired of that. He doesn't want to fix anybody. He, he He's done that, he says. He wants to awaken or come back when people are more in tune, awakened, and they go, okay, I get it. I want to run. Uh, again, he's not here to fix anybody. But, uh, again, go forward with the people that want to go forward. Um, and that's a direct message to me as well. He's telling, so, uh, he's telling me personally that um, you're not here to fix you. There's enough people that want, want to run with you. So, And that's how you can change the masses faster. So does he want to come back? Yes, not at this time. Uh, was your goal to be famous in a worldwide influencer because you was you were incredibly centered and humble? I uh, know there's a dichotomy in that sentence because if you're a humble and you're complete as you are, you just radiate completeness, hence you become a force of yourself. Uh, it's never a goal for individuals at that level to become somebody of greatness. Uh, and he questions the word say greatness. Uh, but it's the best definition, he says. Uh, how did, how do you feel about these amazing lifetime accomplishments, uh, intended or unintended? Um, uh, for most people, I would be, I would feel very proud. But then understanding the potential that I had, uh, it would be say very limited. So, but for most people, uh, again, uh, it's a good level to be at. And, but then, when you come to that level and you get to see the potential that could be that I could have brought in, well, and it could have been much grander. Uh, was your intention to only spend a short time here in your incarnation as Bruce Lee? No, not at all. Uh, but your intention and then the world influences, or say the bigger consciousness. So he's just telling me a lot of stuff that I, and it's not like words he speaks to me, it's just like downloading knowledge, and it's a hell of a lot of knowledge, so sorry about that guy. Good stuff though. You say like a massive snowball going downhill, right? So that's a dark consciousness. Uh, and then you, uh, obviously being of a consciousness but not big enough to say separate or destroy that massive snowball so so it wasn't his life purpose but uh, again the process of how programs or consciousness they evolve right mm, explain more okay this is a, okay for me to understand it. Uh, weed, right? You have the flower, but then there's the weed, another lower consciousness, right? That just feeds ferociously on everything that it can to hold on to itself. Although the flower doesn't need that because it knows of the grandness that it is. And so, although it might grow slower. Uh, but again, more in beauty and esteem, whereas the weed would would attach or or um, eat anything to keep its existence. It's overpowering um, the beauty of the flower.
uh, what advice do you, would you give listeners for them to lead a fulfilling life? Um, well, if you listen to the interview, um, uh, there's thousands of nuggets of advice that he's saying. So, so listen to this interview again. Uh, and then, uh, as we end, what was your daily morning routine that helped you become uh, the greatest? Uh, or habits that helped you uh, achieve greatness? Uh, there is no habits. There is no daily routine. You just are. If you really want to understand who you are, just be. Um, uh, being is not accepting yourself the way you are. Being is understanding the way you are and then improving upon itself to a point that you are nothing and as you become nothing you become more fluid and it's much like water and as you become a water you can transform into any That is a beautiful way to end. Uh, thank you so much. Hmm. A very interesting, mm, deep conversation with Bruce. Uh, obviously, the the depth of his being, not portrayed in the conversation. But being in his consciousness, um, I believe that many of you felt much beyond, say, words could ever describe or for me to relay for you. So, so again, thanks for being here, or thanks for allowing that opportunity for people to tap into that consciousness. Because... Um, And for the listeners, thanks for being here. As we end, see you on the next podcast. And then notice what you notice. And as always, uh, notice the details of what you notice.